I often feel the need to have a mentor, a coach who could help me decide the right and the wrong, you know, especially when it comes to my professional life. Someone who could probe me, ask me the right questions, make me delve upon and find the answers myself. Someone who could, you know, let out a few hacks on the way while I figure out things. Do you do you relate to me? I feel you. Sadly, it isn't always presented on a silver platter, I think. However, our guest for today, Sandeep Das, probably understood this need and wrote the book Hacks for Life and Career to help us make it big in life. Namaste, I'm Shubham Agarwal and you're listening to SOS, Secrets of Storytellers, a podcast where I interview best-selling authors. We get to hear a lot of stories, concepts from the business world and secrets about their books and their journeys. Hi Sandeep, uh, welcome to Secrets of Storytellers. How are you? I am good, Shubham. Thank you so much. Uh, happy Diwali to everyone who's listening and thank you for the introduction. Right, the listeners would not really hear it today, but yeah, happy Diwali in advance or in whatever hindsight. <laughs> <laughs> so Sandeep, tell us about your journey as an author. How did you manage it while being uh, one of the busiest people on earth, consultants? <laughs> so Shubham, I think it's a very interesting story in terms of how I started off writing. I used to be a brand manager in Marico. This was uh, in early 2010. And one day my boss called me to his cabin and he said, Sandeep, your job over the next two months is to interview 60 size zero South Bombay women. Wow. Get in touch with them, take them out for dinners, get to know them, meet them multiple times, visit them at their places, and the company will fund everything. So I think it was an incredible story. It was like the universe was giving me a signal that I should write about them. And that was the genesis of my first book, Yours Sarcastically. Right. And along the way, I've been uh, writing for 10 years in terms of uh, how I have managed to be honest. A lot of it is luck I have uh, managed to consider. But a few transactions in terms of uh, what has helped is I get up early in the morning. So I get up at uh, 4.45 every day. Wow. Okay. And I've been spending two, two and a half hours in the morning for the last 10 years. Uh And I think that's uh, one of the ways I've managed to adjust with a grueling career. What time do you sleep then? (laughs) <laughs> I sleep around 10. <laughs> wow. I sleep around 10. But yeah. That's a great discipline to have. I wish I could do that. But anyway. <laughs> so why why hacks for millennials? I mean, are they not equipped enough to find their own way or is it to catalyze their need for quick growth, like we call it? It's a very interesting question, Shubham, and it's the genesis for my book, uh, Hacks for Life and Career. I had spoken to about 250, 300 millennials as part of my work and as part of my social interactions. What they used to tell me is the education system we are in or the corporates we go to somehow doesn't equip us to succeed professionally. Someone gave me a number that 99% of what I learned in business school is useless. (laughs) Now, if you ask the corporate on the other side, the corporate says 95% of the millennials and the Gen Zs are not professionally qualified or ready for the workplace. So you have the millennials who say that the system is not treating us fair. Correct. You have the corporate who says the system, the millennials are not ready for work. And hence, this book comes in the middle and tries to bridge the gap so that uh, millennials can succeed professionally and personally uh, in their lives. That's, that's the genesis of the book. Right. And I see your point. Uh, I, I did go through a report sometime back where, you know, the corporates who are the, you know, the big hiring uh, firms for fresh graduates uh, in particular, 
uh, did complain about this fact that you know they do not find people well equipped or uh, they do not have the right skills what they need in in a professional job yep yep so if you were to draw a parallel between the people in the age group of say 25 to 35 of today's generation and say people from two decades back how would you how would you rate them how would you what would be your judgment on them it's a very uh, interesting question shobham and if you see a couple of decades back maybe some of our younger uncles or uh, some of our relatives two decades back the focus was only get a decent job in an mnc earn your salary and then life just moves on like that it was a reflection of the indian economy indian economy was just opening up sort of opening up opportunities were limited money had just started coming in i think if you see this generation this generation of people like you and me who are in this age bracket the career trends are fundamentally different if you speak to millennials and one of the findings that i saw is in this decade most millennials uh, people like you are doing this life will have multiple careers mm. and careers which will be non linear so what it means is uh, their traditional path to follow a career is no longer there so someone like you might pass out of xlri and decide to be in consulting for 3 years then might decide to do his own startup for 3 years then might decide to come back to e-commerce yeah. then might say i want to teach in a business school so careers are very non linear with this generation and people have multiple careers and in terms of buyer value coming in this decade it's no longer about money money has become hygiene mm-hmm. you will see millennial buyer values reflect around are they creating impact do they have work life balance do they find meaning in their work uh do they feel motivated to go to work i think the set of buyer values are very different from what it was two decades ago and hence corporates i think have not been able to adjust to this changing nature of buyer values and that's where you see the struggle coming i agree when you say you know the careers are not going to be linear they are already not i think but then there's a flip side to it is it that the millennials are taking quick unplanned decisions which is often leaving them stranded and therefore you know they're moving from one place to another or is it because they bombarded with a lot of noise around them which is distracting that's a very tricky question and i'll answer it in uh, phases one i think millennials these days are far braver and far more confident in what in terms of what they want to be compared to say two decades ago they are ready to defy societal norms someone might just give up a 50 lakh job to do what he wants to do right this was unheard of two decades ago so that's one second i think there is a lot of noise that is going around and with so much noise going around there is a, a single source that is missing which i intend my uh, book to be mm-hmm. third i think the ecosystem is generally failing the millennials in terms of sound advice in terms of uh, guidance in terms of mentorship in terms of education i think the ecosystem is also completely out of touch with what they need and hence you will see a lot of disconsonance on the ground right so how does the book really help them in their careers in life like you said the book is to plug this gap to plug this uh, concern that the millennials have yeah so in terms of uh, it's interesting to see the number of sections the book has and each section serves a particular purpose the book starts with technology you know there's a lot of talk about technology you hear about people losing their jobs you lo- hear about ai and i give a very simple view in terms of what technology is going to be over the next 5 years how man and machine will work together which are the set of tools the millennials need to master that that's the first section the second section is uh, and you come from business school you would have over 2 years you would have studied uh, 
400 textbooks and so many chapters yeah. but what i've actually said is there are only 20 concepts you need to know on a day to day basis to really succeed mm-hmm. and i take those 20 concepts give actual practical examples and say that this is how you approach these 20 concepts in a live practical example that should take care of your 80% of day to day transactions from a knowledge point of view the third section covers is in terms of entrepreneurship a lot of us at some point you are already an entrepreneur in a way will pursue entrepreneurship yeah. and the section looks at in terms of how do you actually build a great company what are the mistakes people make what are some of the best practices you should have and how do you actually just start off building a great company in very simple english the fourth section in my view is the most important and the single biggest deficiency in the indian education system is the lack of knowledge of personal finance yeah. because uh, in terms of millennials need to know what to do with money a lot of them earn a lot but they don't know how to save how to grow it so where do you invest what's a good portfolio allocation how do you grow that money because the more money you have in the bank the better you'll sleep the more risk you will take so that's the fourth section on uh, personal finance the next section that you will see is in terms of i have taken about 20 very good cutting edge reads across the world and said that every millennial needs to know these water cooler trends whether it's the history of the financial crisis over the last 100 years whether how does design thinking work on a day to day basis there's whole talk of rural india and how rural india is going to drive demand so how does rural really work so all these 20 cutting edge topics which every millennial needs to know then we have sections in terms of uh, every millennial will work in one of these industries whether it's consulting like you Uh, whether it's fmcg whether it's it consulting whether it's banking investment banking and i take each of these industries and give a view of the industry so how will the industry grow what are the key trends how do you make a career what sort of packages can you expect what are the pros and cons that's a whole section in terms of uh, industries then there are other sections in terms of i look at the personal life whether how do you maintain good mental health hmm. what are some of the 10 things you should do on a day to day basis to maintain sound mental health right. what are the books you should read how do you pursue an alternate career whether it's writing whether it's speaking like you whether it's art so how do you build that whole uh, personal life uh, to yourself so these are some of the uh, sections that have been there the book has about 60 chapters and each chapter plugs in a specific gap so that it helps the millennials interesting sandeep i am curious so you said uh, there are about 20 concepts that you think should you know govern your your professional life your personal life and things like that could you touch upon a few of them if you if you're comfortable yeah yeah absolutely so in terms of i'll give you one example how do you do pricing on a daily basis so if you're a brand manager or if you're in sales or you're in e-commerce one of the most important decisions you will do is how do you go about pricing strategy in the real world and i take an example an actual example and say Uh, this is how you do pricing whether it's looking at competition benchmark whether it's looking at elasticity how do you do pricing in the real world not just the textbook basis and that is something i touch uh, for example the other thing i touch is in terms of how to use behavioral psychology in day to day transactions mm-hmm. so all of us will be dealing with vendors all of us will be dealing with bosses yeah. all of us will be dealing with clients and a lot of this human behavior is governed by behavioral psychology so i give like seven eight examples in terms of what are the instances you will have in a day to day basis and how do you use an anchoring effect how do you use the various behavioral psychology hmm. uh, principles to succeed in each of these uh, transactions then i touch upon basics of finance which people are supposed to know i what i have seen over my interactions is there's a lot of corporate finance people are taught but some of the basics are never taught well so in terms of 
how do you understand enterprise value how do you understand a pnl in simple english how do you understand working capital because if you are an fmcg and if you are going to talk to a distributor he only understands working capital and rotation correct so those simple day to day practical concepts are taught very very well in the book great and where where do these learnings come from so are these your personal tries with learning or is it that you these were handed down to you how how did it take shape so the good question there are multiple sources one is obviously i've gone with my own experience hmm. and i've seen the gaps that were there in my skill set and over a period of time where i struggled so that's one source the second source is i spoke to about 250 300 millennials and got a certain viewpoint from them so i remember one millennial came and told me i don't understand how the stock market works can you explain in simple english how does the bsc actually work okay. when bsc is 43000 what does that 43000 mean right so some of those inputs came from that then some of the input came from the corporate i also have the corporate job i spoke to a lot of my uh, friends in the corporates and they said this is where we see we see them lacking i spoke to a few chros and say you know we don't know we don't think they know how to handle them emotionally at work yeah so it's a multiple sources of this which i curated together under one roof and packaged it that that's the genesis of all these points wonderful wonderful sandeep what would you suggest to young energetic fellow who wants to make it big in life you should read my book simple nothing <laughs> 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 else to be done perfect <laughs> great that's great <laughs> all right so let's move on to the rapid fire section very new to our podcast and uh, we keep juggling with it keep trying if it works or not for us has been doing good till now So I think you you would know the rules. Yeah. All right. What is one trait that you think has helped you achieve the success that you have in life today? I think consistency. Mm-hmm. I think I have been at it every day for 10 years getting up at 5 a.m. putting in 2 to 1 1/2 hours every morning following that process in my mind. I think that consistency whatever limited I have achieved in life I will attribute to it. What else? Great. And What was the motivation behind that consistency? I mean, were there times where you were, you know, you wanted to lax out or you had other things on mind and you wanted to not not wake up at 5 a.m. say. How how did you kept coming back to it or how did you kept at it? I think it's a good question. You know, this is something I've always enjoyed for all practical purpose a corporate job all of us are miserable. Yeah. And all of us are looking for an outlet outside our miserable jobs and this was a necessary outlet which gave me joy over a period of time some recognition visibility and i think it's from that feeling of joy that you manage to keep at it because if i if if i was not happy doing it i think i'm sure i would have lapsed out in a couple of years yeah great so what's your most cherished book after your own books obviously <laughs> <laughs> so i think a book which i always enjoyed reading was shantaram oh wow i'm not sure if you've read it it was a beautiful book uh, i it 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 spoke about bombay and that's how i fell in love with the city i read it during my college days uh-huh. and it was uh, a travel log it was a great story it was fantastic writing so i think shantaram is a book i hold very close uh, to my heart a oh, wonderful great that that is indeed a a beautiful book no doubt about it yeah yeah okay what's what's the motto you live by in your life I think the motto I have lived by is uh, so someone I look up to very highly is MS Dhoni and I've always uh, followed some of the words he has said very carefully so I follow the process and I follow the input metric in terms of what is in my control and I don't get hassled too much about the output so what I can do what I have to do I do daily 
and over a period of time hopefully things will work out i think i think that's the motto i follow this is something msd used to follow a lot during his peak that that's the motto i follow it's difficult to do but yeah. i think over a period of time you get used to it yeah right right uh, i was saying i think the podcast was about your book but it got about you and your personal life i guess <laughs> <laughs> So we're going to go even more deeper and uh, ask you a very personal question next because this is something which is common across all the episodes. Sure, sure. So as you know, we call this show Secrets of Storytellers. I want to ask you one secret about the book or about uh, you know your authoring journey, which you've probably never shared or not really spoken about. That's a difficult one, but that's the idea of this question. <laughs> I think the one thing which I've always tried, and maybe it's a tip for other budding authors. is when i write a book i always have in mind how it can be adapted everywhere so when i wrote hack mm-hmm. i always had in mind that some way some day maybe it would become a web series or some day it would become a business school textbook or some day it would become a 10 year franchise or some day it would become a global edition ah, right. so when i when i conceived hack it was not just a book i had a complete ecosystem conceptualized around the book and i think even when i wrote my first one and my first one is now being considered for a movie adaptation but i was very clear that right. some day this book should become a movie and i think all budding authors should look at their pieces of work and how they should dream big and ensure every medium it can get adapted to that's when they should start writing interesting so keep manifesting while you're writing the book yeah <laughs> or whatever you're doing yeah 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 yeah, yeah. obviously yeah push it to as many mediums of communication right right sandeep are you working on uh, any any uh, book at the moment which you can probably share with us <laughs> no no my book just got released a week back so i think right. i need 6 months of break to be honest <laughs> to get over the the hassles of writing but yeah. i definitely have a few in the pipeline and i actually my first book your sarcastic might be considered for a movie adaptation so I have to write the script for that uh-huh. that's uh, next on the cards and then let's see what happens where life goes after that maybe 6 months later i'll have a chat with you again so would be happy to do that great thank you so much sandeep for your time it was a lovely session uh, we really enjoyed it and i hope you did as well yeah yeah thank you thank you shubham for the opportunity and i think you guys are doing a great job so please keep uh, doing this that will really help authors like us Thank you so much that really means a lot. Thanks. And thank you to all the listeners. This is Shubham signing off and in the next secret and the next storyteller. Bye.